Junior Jewels. I'm Carly. And I'm Jess. And we are the hosts of Typical Tuesday Night, a, a Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift podcast. podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Typical Tuesday Night Podcast. Yes, we are happy you guys are here. So we kind of wanted to give you guys a recap of last week's episode, because if you haven't listened to last week's, I would recommend that you pause this one and go listen to that first, because a lot of the things we're going to talk about today kind of relate to that, but you're just going to want to know the background behind it. So in last week's episode, we talked all about the drama that started clear back in 2009 between Kanye West and Taylor Swift from the VMAs all the way up to the phone call drama between Taylor, Kanye, and Kim Kardashian um, in regards to Kanye's song Famous that he apparently wrote about Taylor Swift or parts of it. So if you haven't listened to that, you're definitely going to want to listen to it just because it'll help you understand today's episode better. Because today, you guys, we are going to be talking about the disappearance of Taylor Swift. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We were like on the same page. That was unplanned. And that was amazing. That's awesome. (laughs) But that's kind of how I feel about it. It really is. That's a crazy disappearance of Taylor Swift. Here we go. (laughs) You didn't know you were listening to true crime, huh? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we will just kind of pick up where we left off. At the end of 2016, the Kim and Kanye drama had just gotten to be too much, and Taylor felt, honestly, like the world was against her. Hashtag Kim exposed Taylor party. And all the snake emojis. Yeah, so. for real. I mean, I don't blame Taylor. If all that was happening to me, I, I, I could not do deal. I couldn't do it. No. Nope. Nope. And so there were next to zero sightings of Taylor from about November 2016 until August of 2017. She did have one performance in February of 2017, which was likely a prior commitment. And she was, I'm pretty sure she was spotted on Mother's Day weekend in 2017 visiting her family. But other than that, the public didn't know where she was, what she was doing, or if she had any plans for new music anytime soon. It was wild. It was. Especially coming off of 1989 era, Mm -hmm. where she was all over. Like, everybody knew about her. She had huge album releases. She was doing tons of marketing for those. She was being, like, filmed and taken photos of by the paparazzi constantly because she was always out with her friends yeah so to go from that to literally just like disappearing well like imagine today imagine if starting tomorrow we didn't see or hear anything from taylor swift for almost a year like that would be crazy and kind of like eerie yeah and because she's everywhere (sighs) right now yeah and so it would just be, I can't, I mean, I should be able to imagine because it's not like, I, I did experience it. Yeah, it's true. Like, I we have been through this. I wasn't as, like, in the know back then. And so yeah. I wasn't, like, paying as close of attention to it as, like, if yeah. I, if, you know. It was now. If, like I said, if that happened now, I would be yeah. all over it. So. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's kind of how the majority probably felt, too. Because, like, yeah. back then, I even felt like I was pretty in the know. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it just felt like, 
okay, she's kind of laying low. This is weird, but you didn't think about it like every single day. (laughs) You would if it happened now. (laughs) Yes, if now, (laughs) especially because like social media, I also think is very different. So nowadays, I get on Instagram like my explore feed is a ton of taylor swift like majority yeah. it's like yeah taylor swift photos like whatever it is and so it would be weird because that's not how it was back in 2016 you yeah. know like there's just such a different contrast with social media now so it would feel very weird for her to disappear now like even more so for sure for sure well and it's so interesting because so we've since learned that her and Joe kind of went off to London, right? Is that what you remember? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, which I think is also interesting that that kind of like, it almost like worked out for her in a way. It was like, he's over there. She can kind of get away, do her thing, focus on a relationship, but also disappear from everything that was going on around her. I'm super, super curious, like, because they met in like, may of that year uh-huh. and i'm curious when they got like when they started to like date more and were more serious because that's like a huge deal to like i mean like, not that necessarily you know i guess we don't know the details we don't know that they yeah. were living together necessarily yeah. um but she was over there so they were seeing each other way more but yeah. It seems like it'd be so hard to stay totally out of paparazzi pictures. Even oh, yeah. like him, like if he was going oh, yeah. to wherever she was staying, like it's kind of crazy how totally off the grid she was able to be. Oh, yeah. I did see I was looking at a few things to prep for this episode. I did see somebody say they had thought they had seen her in london on like a train mm-hmm. yeah um, and they only knew in, by like, like her a voice wig. yeah and i was just yeah. like that's interesting like she must have gone full like you're not gonna recognize me she probably tried not to talk honestly like you know when like in tv shows or movies when someone is like on the run and they like oh. chop their hair yeah, off and they dye it brown and like <laughs> wear the baseball cap yeah. it's like that's like kind of how it feels that that would have been epic if she had just come back when like the first looking totally different just looks totally different that would be wild short brown hair that's i don't it would just be weird. oh my gosh that would be crazy yeah (laughs) oh my gosh but so For almost a year, we don't see her. But then in early August 2017, Taylor kind of comes out of the shadows and she appears in court, which is crazy to think that that's the first time we're like seeing her. She's like fully coming back and it's to go appear at court. To court to testify in her sexual assault case. So Jess, do you want to kind of remind us some of the details of that case? Yeah. So... It kind of seems out of the blue, especially if you, like, don't know that she was in a sexual assault case. And we haven't ever talked about that on the podcast before. But basically, in 2013, when Taylor was on her red tour, she had a meet and greet in Denver before her show. And when she was posing for a photo with these two people, 
Taylor was groped by a man named David Mueller, who was a DJ on a local radio show. And according to Taylor, he reached under her skirt and touched her butt. And Taylor's security team informed his employer of what happened, and he was banned for life from Taylor Swift concerts as well as fired from the radio station. So, kind of crazy. And then just over two years later, David filed a lawsuit against Taylor Swift. It's like, how? What? Why? The audacity. Well, especially two years Uh, later. Yeah. To me, that feels like a cash grab, but... So he, yeah, so he filed a lawsuit against her for defamation, and the lawsuit claimed that he lost his job and other prospective business opportunities because of the allegations. And the lawsuit sought three million dollars in damages from her. And she said, she said that she was like, there were seven people who saw him do this. And we have a photo of it happening. Just like, what do you think? Like, dude, yeah. Are yeah. you so? Are you for reals, Taylor? So you know, originally when it happened two years prior, she did not press charges on him. Yeah, like she took care of it more discreetly. Whatever, just kind of was yeah. like, just so you know, like this is who is working for you, kind of yeah. thing. But then once he sued her. She ended up filing a counterclaim suing him for assault and battery, but for the symbolic amount of, mic drop, $1. (laughs) Um, Oh my gosh. So epic. It really was. It's just such a statement because it wasn't about the money. It was just about right and wrong. Yep. Which is so. uh, I just like love it. I'm like, good I for you. I love I know. And honestly, I good when for I her for that. being like, okay, you're going to come do this to me. I'm going to countersue you. Yeah. Because like, I'm not letting you're not you... going to win. You're not yeah, going like... to try to make this my fault. Yeah. Like, are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. of course you lost your job. <laughs> yeah. And other business opportunities. As you should. Yeah. As you should. <laughs> I remember when I heard, when I heard about that uh-huh. $1, I was like, Wow, what a power move. Like, oh, seriously. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it so much. Oh my gosh. Taylor. I mean, I hate that she had yeah, to deal with that. that. She had to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but the way she handled it, again, classy. Class yes. act. Oh. Always. <laughs> For real. You know? So, Taylor and David will testify in front of a judge and a jury on August 10th of 2017. So, this is kind of when we see Taylor. And Taylor testified against David, saying the encounter was, quote, despicable and horrifying and shocking. Which absolutely. Yeah. Like. I cannot imagine. how, How anybody finds that that is an acceptable thing to do to another person. The audacity and like, you're like, was this pre-planned? Was this an in the moment? Like, oh my gosh, she's wearing a skirt. I should just grab her. Like, what? What? Yeah, I don't know what goes on. Oh my gosh. I know. It's kind of so what she said. Despicable, horrifying, and shocking. I'm sure she was beyond shocked. And I do know, I do know that like, that was a comment, like, because the court like her testimony in court was like an hour long 
And um, she said that he reached his hand. This is her quote from her testimony. She said, he reached his hand under her skirt and stayed attached to my bare ass cheek as I lurched away from him. And I do know that in his, like, when he was, like, up trying to defend himself, he did say, or, like, whoever was defending him was, like, well, why didn't you, like, you know, attack him? Or why didn't your security, like, do something or whatever? And I think it's kind of, like, I mean, to stay on topic, I guess, think about, like, the VMAs with Kanye. Like, everyone is just kind of in shock, and they they aren't necessarily, like, she wasn't in danger, you know, like, imminent danger or something, where, like, there needs to be some, like, but it was kind of just, like, a shock, and, like, oh, my gosh, did that really just happen? And, like, I'm kind of embarrassed, and, like, oh yeah, I'm just sure so many feelings of just, like, Yeah. Well, and she says, like, I lurched away from him. So, like, it happened. She moved. Yeah. And then didn't they just, they kind of left. Like, the photo shoot was done. They moved on. And so it's almost like, what more? Well, and this was, I didn't realize (sighs) this until I was researching for this. It was before her concert. Oh, it was? Before the show, not after. And so then she had to go out and play a show. So also, what else is she supposed to do in the moment? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that was interesting, too. And you would have hoped that other people around her would have said something or done something. But, I mean, I hate to, like, use this excuse. But what? This was back in 2013? that it happened, yeah, 2013. Yeah, you know, and so I think it was a different time, unfortunately, mm-hmm. that people didn't exactly know what to do in situations like this as well. Yeah. Which isn't great. I'm glad that I feel like society's come a much further point in our, <laughs> I don't know. Well, state. and she, I don't know if we'll talk about this later, but. She actually, like that year, um, she was named Time Person of the Year as part of a group for oh. sexual assault victims. Yeah. And she was like part of that group and like on the cover, like she was part kind of like the Me Too movement thing, uh-huh. um, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, yeah. So I definitely think it was sad. a different time. Yeah. People didn't speak up as much about it or yeah. take action as much on yeah. it. And yeah, so. and it was kind of like, okay, we'll get him away from you. We'll talk to the, you know, his management yeah. team and say like, hey, this is what happened. Like, he's not allowed back. They did what they thought was right for the time. Yeah. Well, and like, you know, I mean, Taylor... She didn't want to drag him or her necessarily through a lawsuit. Yeah. And so she just kind of, yeah. And so, you know, she did what she could without doing that. But then he kind of put her in a position where she's like, okay, well, I guess we're doing this. Oh, yeah. And Taylor Swift is not the person that I would want to come for. (laughs) No. No. No, no. thank you. So... (laughs) 
earlier in that day, um, Mueller also testified about the alleged sexual assault, and he described the photo op as, quote, weird and awkward. Like, <laughs> yeah, because you were a pervert, like... Or, like, Dude. you felt like it was weird and awkward, so you decided to not make it awkward. You could just touch yeah. her butt. <laughs> what? Like, what does that even uh, mean? I know. David denied touching Taylor's buttocks and said that the experience following this accusation was, quote, humiliating for him. He said, it cost me my career, the thing I love to do, my passion. I just hate, though, that he's blaming it on her. Yeah. It's like, no, no, no. Own, own your actions, dude. Own up. So then Taylor was asked about the defamation charges that caused that humiliation. And she says, quote, I'm being blamed for the unfortunate events of his life that are a product of his decisions, not mine. Which, yeah, it's like exactly what we were saying. Mic drop. Like, <sighs> I am sorry that you had to experience the bad consequences of your yeah. bad action. That no, is absolutely. how the world works. And it should work. It like, should work. Oh, my yes. gosh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Just okay. crazy to me that people don't understand that. I know. It is. It is. It's so absolutely <sighs> ridiculous. So the next day, David's defamation lawsuit against Taylor was dismissed. And the judge said Taylor did not, inappro- did not act inappropriately. And then three days later, on August 14th, David was found guilty in Taylor's assault and battery lawsuit against him and was awarded her requested one dollar. Woohoo! As it should be. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. She also pledged to donate an unspecified amount to organizations aimed to helping sexual assault victims. She said, you don't feel any sense of victory when you win because the process is so dehumanizing. She said that in like the Miss Americana documentary. And she also said that like she was saying basically like I had to go through all that. And yes, I won. But like they still were had to question my story when we had seven witnesses and a photo proving it like. What's to happen in an instance that happens in secret or where there aren't people watching or whatever? And it's just, it just is a he said, she said situation. And it's so sad. Well, and like, even just that quote is sad. Like you don't feel any sense of victory when you win because it is just dehumanizing. Yeah. Well, and like, yes, she won. But she didn't really win. The truth was told, but the truth is not good. You know what I mean? Yep. So. It's just icky. And like, I'm glad that she. I I don't want to say won, but she won, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. She was found guilty. And it was set straight and set right. Because that was just ridiculous. Yeah, for sure. Let's continue. So just a few days later, so now we're on August 18th of 2017, Taylor's social medias and her website started removing all of their content. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. (laughs) I, okay, I'm going to keep, I'm going to do a quote from a news article the day that it started, but 
yeah, I can't wait to talk about this because I like actively remember this happening. Yeah. And dying. Okay. So uh, the news article said, when you're the biggest star on the planet, you don't have to say a word to get millions of fans talking. Taylor Swift proved that today when she deleted social posts and profile images across Instagram, where she had 102 million followers, Twitter, where she had 85.4 million, and Facebook, 75 million. Both TaylorSwift.com and Swift's Tumblr pages have been removed and replaced by Black pages. Fans quickly took the social media blackout as a sign that Swift will soon re- announce her forthcoming sixth album. Hashtag TS6 is coming quickly began trending worldwide on Twitter. I remember. <laughs> being so shocked and also like what is happening but i also remember being kind of sad yeah i was sad yeah like i loved all those previous eras and those previous Mm -hmm. moments and in a way it felt like she was like getting rid of some of those memories that i feel like I had a special place in my heart for it. And that sounds so like me, me, me. Like, how dare you do this, Taylor? Like, I I loved all your posts and stuff like that. But I do. Like, I remember being sad about it. Like, what's yeah. happening? Like, I loved all well, your stuff. And that quote from that article said that, like, people thought that, like, that meant her new album was coming. And, like, I, at first, did not feel like that i thought that was just a digging it deeper that like she's like see ya like interesting i'm done like i am because that's even she didn't i know well because she didn't start to market the new album for a few days and so like after that and so like in my head i'm like wow she really is just like i'm done like i can't do this anymore and so yeah, I was not like, oh my gosh, a new album's coming. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, also, yeah, yeah. I would like to point out, I just hurry and looked because I was super curious. Cause it says like she has a hun- she had a hundred and two oh, million yeah. Instagram like, followers. Where she's at how now? many do you remember how many she has? What's your guess? Oh, I don't. I would say Oh, people are gonna laugh at me. I don't know. I'm gonna say three hundred and forty two million. 279 oh dang okay (laughs) one day one day she'll get there but that's crazy that's That's like a huge um that's a lot more than that's a huge jump too yeah (laughs) yeah anyways i just thought that was interesting Yeah, that's interesting i'm glad you brought that up because that's interesting but yeah it's interesting that her website too her website was just black yeah everything was just black crazy so then a few days later taylor started a three-day streak of posting ominous short video clips each day like one per day of parts of a snake to her social media accounts and none of the posts had any kind of caption it was just this video mysterious video of a snake and fans immediately found the snakes to be an allusion to the kim and taylor feud that took place the year before those snakes (laughs) i remember being just like what the heck is this yeah 
Because no, literally no context. No. I would love to see how many shares those have. Oh, yeah. Because I was sharing them. Yeah. I was like sending them to my sisters, sending them to my friends. Like, yeah. what, what is, is happening? <laughs> <laughs> but it also did seem a lot darker and more mysterious and a mm-hmm. little more edgy than all of her other stuff. And I was a little taken back by it. It was a pretty big shock for me. Oh, I it took me a while to get on board here. Oh, it took me a while. I was a I was a big fan, but like I did not. I was not just like nowadays. If she were to do something like that, I'd be like, hell yeah, yeah, (laughs) you know. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I trust you. Yeah, I, I trust you. Absolutely. I was like, where's my little speak now, Taylor, in her prom dress, <laughs> spinning around in her fairy tale world? Like, what For happened reals. to that girl? For um, and I think that probably is how a lot of fans, especially fans from like debut and fearless time, probably felt. Yeah. Because it's a big switch from that. It is. It really is. After about a week of the mysterious signals, Taylor officially announced that the first single from her upcoming album would be released the next night, and then also announced that her new album would release November 10th. And then she also posted the grungy album cover to her Instagram, which, again, I was Is just shocked. Super, yeah, super not... <sighs> Like, Taylor has done many different things, and this was just, like, the complete other end of the spectrum, you know? Yes, yes. Um, This is funny. Kim Kardashian also blocked the snake emoji from her Instagram accounts as these, like, announcements triggered snake-filled comments on Kim's tweets and Instagram posts. Yeah. I remember hearing about that, too. Which (gasps) is kind of interesting to me. Because I'm like, okay, who are the people commenting the snakes? Are they the same people that were just not that long ago commenting the snakes on Taylor's, Taylor's post? Like, yeah. had those people finally come around that maybe it wasn't true? Are these yeah. like Taylor's true fans that are like, see, we told you so yeah. doing it? That's you know, it like, gets so interesting. Yeah, that would be my bet. Yeah. Is it was like Kim's fans were initially doing it to Taylor, and mm-hmm. now Taylor's fans are like, well, we'll do it right back to you. Yeah. That'd be what and I would She couldn't assume. take the heat. Yeah. So she just blocked it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Like, uh, so two days after the Look What You Made Me Do song released, Taylor debuted the official music video. Look what you made me do at the VMAs. The VMAs. Iconic. Iconic. Of all the places. Yes. Yes. Where it all began. Like, I love that so much. And honestly, the Look What You Made Me Do music video. I don't know. You'll have to tell me. That was one of the first times I really remember Swifties excessively looking for easter eggs and finding oh, them yeah yeah yeah. Me it too. was a huge deal mm-hmm. i remember watching yeah. that music video multiple times and then like reading articles or reddit threads and then going yeah. back and 
just being I blown totally away by all the hidden so things that were in that music video. Yeah. So she many went hidden meanings. With it. I mean, it kind of reminded me of like the me music video or the bejeweled music video where like yeah. just every little thing, like something yes. on the wall or yeah. something in the distance, like just everything yep. like went into all the storyline stuff. Now yeah. I want to rewatch it. Um, I know. Maybe we'll have to do a video on it or a, a video a uh, episode on we the should, music video, that would be fun. like we did. The I that can one see you. Is it's a big one. It really was the yeah. first one that I remember watching it for more than just the enjoyment of what she created. Yeah, but to figure I'm very out curious all the secret what you things thought she of was, it. It was not one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> And I think I've said this before, like, I I think Reputation is a phenomenal album. And I really, mm-hmm. really like it. I had a hard time with it because I am very, very girly. I love big poofy dresses and cute done up hair and fairy tale love. And so for me, like what I said earlier, I was like, wait, where's Fearless Taylor? Where's Speak Now yeah. Taylor? Like. I mean, I've always loved red. So like stuff like that, it just felt so different for me. And the music video, I just remember being like, whoa. But one thing that I do remember about watching the music video is because there were so many people talking about the Easter eggs in the music video, Mm -hmm. it did make it more fun and enjoyable for me. And I didn't take it as much of like whoa what is she doing more oh she's trying to tell us some stuff and that made it yeah yeah but yeah definitely not as much a rep girly as some people out there i i i still love i love it i but i and i had up until this point i had notoriously kind of been like I had a hard time with like some of the first singles that she's put out. So like uh-huh. this was the first single she put out and then on 1989 it was Shake It Off and I was slow to warm up to that oh, one. Oh yeah. And um which is so funny to me. I don't know why I was slow to warm yeah. up to that one, but um I, I do was remember, honestly though, with Shake It Off. I had I really liked it. I played it a lot, but I did not love that it was so repetitive. Yeah. Because I had been so invested in her lyrics for so long. And that might be same with you. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, for sure. And so then how many times can we say shake it off in three minutes? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Haters gonna hate. That's yeah. so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> now we blast it all the time. Oh, yeah. Um, so honestly, Look What You Made Me Do, the song and the music video gave me, like, I put me in, like, a major Taylor Swift crisis. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Is, like, my Taylor Swift love, like, is this the end? Is this the like, end? Like, I literally oh, yeah. felt like that. Yeah. And I was like, what in the world is this? And I don't know. It was just... I was so like taken back by it. Yeah. But um I especially once the full album came out and more things came out, yeah. I totally got on board and I really yeah. liked it. De- Delicate was definitely my favorite song until the tour. 
Oh, yeah. Because it's the most, like, normal. <laughs> yeah. I really – my initial one that I loved was um, This Is Why We Can't Have Nice Things. I played that oh, yeah. on repeat over and yeah, over again. Yeah, that one was super fun. But it didn't so, feel as edgy either, though. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely warmed up eventually. Yeah. And that was the first – well <laughs> – not only that, that was the first tour where she didn't come to our local state of Utah. Oh, yeah. And I chose to travel to go to it twice. And so obviously I came around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and whenever you see something toured or played live, it just oh, it, really deepens your love for it. And so, it yeah, definitely after the tour, I was like obsessed. Yeah. But and I think that you, at least this is for me. I really appreciate the music for what it is and the story mm-hmm. that it told and the way it was done. Yeah. But like the overall reputation era has just never resonated with me like yeah. the other eras have. Yeah. And so. For sure. I don't know. Just interesting. Yeah. Less, not as personal. Yeah. Yeah. To you. So, I mean, as sad as it is for me to say that I was, like, questioning basically oh. my swiftyhood <laughs> yeah. during this time, it definitely taught me to, like, don't judge it right off the bat, give yeah. it a chance, wait for the full album to come out. And I feel like ever since then, I've always given her the benefit of the doubt that I know that whatever she's going to make or put out is going to be amazing. And oh, she yeah. has proved that over and over and over and over again yep oh yeah but i'm with you i had to listen to that album quite a bit before i appreciated it yeah for what it was Mm -hmm. it's just so different so different it's weird because i even felt like going from red to 1989 felt like a big jump for me Mm -hmm. but then going from all of that to reputation blew my mind yeah seriously whoa it's like we did not see that one coming no i did not. you took it a little too far not. taylor too far too far for real <laughs> oh, well man. we hope you guys enjoyed these last two episodes to start off our reputation series there is so much more to come we can't wait to dive into the reputation era next week so if you're enjoying this series we would love it if you shared our podcast with a friend or posted about on your instagram stories and just tag us we just love to see who's listening what you love where you're listening what you're doing while you're listening it's just fun so jess i have to know what would happen if you just called taylor up i'm sorry but the old taylor can't come to the phone right now why oh because she's dead (laughs) 